This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. with you on another Wednesday. This is another edition of the Midweek Benches. My name is Crispy slash Christy slash Will slash uh, don't call me late for dinner, I guess. I'm going to throw privileges of hosting this week's episode to none other than the man that leads the charge, Mr. Drake, aka Cody Cavalry. Drake, take us away, my man. Thank you, Will. Man, what what a uh, past few five days it's been. Good gosh, man. I mean, since no show Friday, I feel like a lot of people were thrown off guard um, leading into today, or excuse me, Monday after the news. People people got shook. A lot of people were assuming that Chris was was gone for good leading into today and or Tuesday and yesterday or today. Man, what what a relief. I'm just gonna say that. I was never, um, never surprised. I knew all along that Dan was gonna, Dan was gonna bring Chris back. <laughs> and uh, man, what what a relief it is, though, man. I mean, all jokes aside, like this. I mean, it's. I'm gonna sound stupid, but man, no other show on in the country has the pull that this show does, man. I mean, everybody has said it, and you can see it on Twitter, like. We blew up. We blew up ESPN fan support show thanks to uh, the one and only Leber Reddit slash Mark. Yes, we see you joining us, Mark. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for your presence. It uh, it's crazy, man. But to be honest, I'm not surprised just because I know I know the effect that this this show has on people, and it's cool, man. So that's all more, I'm going to say. More importantly, uh, I, I think. A lot of us were concerned when we heard the news about Chris Cody being let go on, on Sunday evening. Sure. You were going to have to change your Twitter handle like that. What 
I, you immediately had to have started thinking that you've got a little bit of a following going on. I think you're like 23, 24, 2,500 followers. I don't want to, uh, uh, I know we're, I know oh, we're oh. on this zoom with some big hitters and, and this sounds like low numbers, but I'm saying, what would you, what, which direction would you have gone? I was heading towards wherever Chris Cody was heading towards. If that okay. meant Fox, I was heading to Fox. Wow. But, but, but thanks for lowballing wow. me saying 23, 2,400. I'm okay, peaking, all right, let's hear it. I'm peaking towards 3K right now. Wow. So, okay. Anyways, all right. but sorry, one of my alternatives was uh, the Greg Cody Show Soldiers. <laughs> that was one of my sad <laughs> alternatives. So thank you, Dan, for not for not letting me reach to that low. Oh my God. You would have immediately lost followers. I hated I, I hate to say that. <laughs> well you, you would I have still been drop off. I would have still been over all you bad MFers, except Mark. Mark, thank you for your time. Hey uh uh Drake, I, I, I hope you don't mind. Uh, if, nope. if if we can throw it to Mark, Mark, do you mind just telling us a little bit about like w- what you decided to do as far as the ESPN fan support? Oh, hi guys. Hi, Mark. No, I I think uh, I didn't know what to do really because I wasn't sure who actually sees these things, and I I went online and kind of googled, and you know, there's a few different websites you can fill out forms and stuff, but there's a couple different Twitter handles, so I wasn't sure where to go. And actually, someone tweeted at me and said, "Hey, there's a chat." And actually, they seem to be responding. And sure enough, I went on there. I filled out my little request. And they said, we forwarded on to the appropriate department. So I posted that. And apparently, that's the right thing to do because that really got noticed. So there was some random guy on Reddit who sent it to me. And people went bananas, which was great to see. Yeah, the uh, the the chain of screenshots that I saw uh, underneath your your tweet, some of them were a little more hostile than others. I I tried to be, you know, I of course set one in myself and you know told the guy that I was responding to. He's like, anything else I can do for you? I said, do something nice for yourself after work because I knew the inundation from the rabid fan base was probably uh, stressing these dudes out a little bit. But that's that's probably th- these guys are probably going to have this story to tell for a long time <laughs> getting all these messages from uh from fans of the show but mark uh I, like just from me and from everybody else thanks for your leadership in uh bringing chris back on the show even though technically i don't think it helped um i just want to point that out because dan had to hire him personally um i guess but uh it was a valiant effort either way so thank you mark Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. More though, it, it definitely got noticed. Like, if nothing else, it left a uh, absolutely left a taste in the mouths of whoever those messages get run up the ladder to. Well, here, here's the here's the next part of this though. And uh, by the way, the thank y'all for not inviting me to be on that uh, joint podcast with a yes, maybe no. That was outstanding. I listened to it this morning. Wow, I've been out. Of, I've been out of touch. Maybe I just missed the memo. But uh, but I thought that was fantastic. Going, and we could talk a little bit about that. Some, perhaps. but right now, if you're ESPN, here's what you do. And I I hope this doesn't happen. So let me say that I'm saying this in jest. But now Dan has said, well, you know, if you get ready at any of my people. Uh, that I'm going to go ahead and pick up the tab for them. So if you're ESPN, you might just go, okay, well, we could we could cut back another person and Dan will pick him up and basically go back to the way they were where all of them were employed by somebody other than ESPN. I hope that doesn't happen. But uh, but now, you know, again, ESPN might be thinking that. 
in their constant uh, struggle or constant thought to try to undermine the show. Yeah, well, Disney only made $69 billion last year. So what's, you know, what's one or two more low-level paid guys getting cut? I thought it was very fair for Dan to say today to, to you know, kind of say, look, they've been shielded from the other, you know, it was the first time it's hit their show. So I thought that was a nice balance to at least recognize the fact that company-wide there's been a lot of other changes. And, you know, there were 299 other people that lost their jobs too. You know, we had Mike A on one of the uh, – on one of the other podcasts and he's one of the guys that got let go last week as well so uh, it's tough times and so it is kind of a it's kind of nice that it's only hit them with that one person and, and that there was something for it absolutely absolutely mayor pamela what was your uh what were your thoughts about the uh the weekend and and uh and hearing the the big suey this morning so obviously it was a really long weekend i'm sure not as long for us as it was for chris but it was a long weekend, lots of speculation, um, lots of speculation on Twitter, lots of speculation in chats about what was really happening or what might happen or what people were hearing from other people. Lots of DMs were sent that were seen and unresponded to, which I think added to the anxiety a little bit. For sure. But when that big suey dropped, and I don't remember who posted it in the chat, Somebody early this morning, maybe Ant posted it first. Anyway, I went over to it as quick as I could. I started listening. I got a DM from one of the fans of our pod who said, speed up to minute nine. So I hurried up and did that. And oh, it was just so good. Like, so emotional. It's so much more than a radio show. I think we all... We all feel that it's so much more than just we we feel like these are people we know. We feel like these are our friends and, you know, we're all friends because we happen to listen to the same radio show. And that's amazing. Yeah. So I don't think that happens in a lot of places, even outside of ESPN, other radio shows, other TV shows. I just don't think it's the same. So I don't know. It's, it's, feeling, it's not feeling really I, good. Completely agree with you. We've got a we've got somebody I haven't talked to in a while on the line. Stupak, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, bro. What's good? Hey, man how how was your weekend? How was your your uh, whole experience with this thing? I mean, it was sad, but I always knew like Chris wasn't gonna be gone. I figured they'd bring him back, even if he wasn't gonna be back on the show. He'd be like an expert all the time, like especially like Super Bowl week and different type of stuff. I figured he would stay a part of the show no matter what. But right. I'm definitely glad Dan brought him back and just kept the whole band together because they are real important. Like, we also going to find to put two words together. Can't get that everywhere. Yeah, it's kind of it's become such a staple of the uh, the whole universe that it's uh, it, it would, yeah, it, it would there, there'd be a, a Chris Cody sized hole in the show, and that's a big ass hole. Um, not a wait. Not a big, not a big a asshole. That's it's a, yeah. <laughs> I oh, said that, that weird. Cool. That was his dad today, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, Greg, Greg was the big asshole. A basshole? Exactly. <laughs> basshole. <laughs> oh, we can do that again now. <laughs> yes, no. it's back, Morgan. It's back. Morgan, yeah, uh, I'm gonna be. I'm really sorry. I'm. I'm, I'm only gonna be here for a second. Sorry, I'm at brunch with my family. So hi, family. Uh, hey, family. Hi. Hey, Morgan. Hi, family. family. Hi, Morgan's family. Yeah. Sorry. Um, this is the first time we've been able to have brunch together in since March, so this is a bit special. But um, nothing trumps Chris Cody being, being retired. Um, so I am just thrilled. I got a message this morning that said 
don't go on Twitter, don't look at anything, just listen to the big suey. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm ready because I thought this is going to be awful and just joyous, absolutely joyous. This is wonderful. It was uh, is quite the the elation listening to that, uh, particularly after a, a stressful week here in the states, um, uh, just due to people disagreeing on red Doritos or blue Doritos. Um, it was uh, just out of control this week. So it was it was uh, it was it was a wonderful reprieve from from all that. John, what about you, man? I spent the weekend wondering what the show was going to be like. What was the dynamic now if you had Chris gone? Because we know already that Billy is the, um, he stirs the pot. And for me, Chris is the, the yin to, to his yang, baby. And so you need that, that kind of optimism when you have that kind of pessimism coming from, from the other side. And I was just wondering where that balance was going to come from. I didn't see it coming from, many of the other people and Chris to me has always been the glue guy, the guy who can, you know, bring, bring the people together, or bring the topics together sometimes. So I, I just was wondering where that dynamic was going to go. Having said that though, I always knew that Dan was going to pull something out, whether it was uh, from his own pocket as, as he mentioned, or whether he, he could maybe muscle something with, with some type of leverage. In any case, I'm glad that, that he's back because uh, the show just wouldn't have been the same. And, and every time I hear Chris's infectious laughter, it gets me going. It's um, and it just, his, his overall like sunny disposition comes through on the radio for me. And sometimes that, that can, that can change things. Uh, for you if your day's not going well so i'm glad he's back uh, i'm relieved and uh, i'm glad it all worked out amen amen to that and up in brooklyn man uh what, what was your what was your uh, whole takeaway your feeling so, yeah about? i'm gonna piggyback on on what john just said his laugh is infectious chris's and not that it makes you necessarily laugh with him but you just smile when he's got that giggle going it's just like it's really hard to have, be having a bad day listen to Chris do something sort of outrageous or talk about a topic or secret meals and having a, you know, 007 yes. throwing out the trash and not just be like, he's just a happy person. And I think we all can admit when you're around happy people, you get a little bit happier. I mean, my biggest fear with all of this was, does this mean an end to the show on ESPN? Does Dan just say, forget it. I'm not doing it. I'm done. Let's figure out what's next, but it's not going to be here because of either firing of Chris Cody or it doesn't seem to be that way that there was any targeting of the show or anything. But, you know, we didn't know that until we heard the big two today where he sort of laid out stuff. I still think it's weird that Dan wasn't told. Like, I know Dan's not exactly his boss, but he sort of is. And it's a little weird to me that not even that he wasn't told a week ahead, but he wasn't the first person on the show told about it. That's a little weird for me. So it's not weird. It's disrespectful, is what it is. Uh, yeah. yeah, it is. No, it is. It's show. Just, yeah. Why would you I, I tell the person whose show it is that they're losing a member of their show? Yeah. Like, hey, Mike, go tell your boss what yeah, we decided the, to do. Literally, very the, yeah. The the guy's the guy's name is on the marquee, and. Chris is not a behind the scenes guy. Chris runs local hours. He drives content. He comes up with bits. He's doing technical uh, uh, side of things as well. 
it's not it's not losing a makeup person and i don't mean to be dismissive of of anybody that does work behind the scenes but it's not it's not a lighting guy that works on hq you know what i mean it is it's it's a crucial cast member i always look at these guys i've always looked at this radio show as a comedy troupe the same way as like monty python or the state or uh broken lizard you know uh, uh super trooper guys like this is a cast of characters this is a a comedy troupe that plays off of each other and to fire someone on a friday afternoon given no heads up and just expecting the show to roll with it as if nothing's changed, unbelievably disrespectful. Like, yeah, I cannot it, believe that they did that. It and just, it's really, real quick, they, I just wanted to say the things that I love about Chris Cody, I, my favorite thing in the world is when Chris makes a mistake and they just keep joking with him about it because he doesn't lean into it. He gets embarrassed and it just keeps getting funnier and funnier and funnier. And I love it because I am that type of person. It's it's my favorite thing in the world. Got to lean into it. Uh, the one thing I, I told you, I was going to ask you this question. and We're going to bring it up right now, if you don't mind. I'm just going to take control. How about that? Now that he is the new Allison, he is going to have to do all kinds of things that Dan is going to ask him for. And so I started thinking of work. Things that that Chris is now going to have to do for Dan or what kind of misadventures is Dan going to send him on to take care of whatever his latest whim is. And I I couldn't help but picturing a few different things. One was uh, going and bringing him a secret meal. You know, Chris is the is the big on the secret meal in the car and he might be just telling him, hey, I want you to bring me a secret meal. I was also picturing him during the twitch during the the heat uh, playoff games where he was reclining on his in his uh, couch. I can just picture Chris back there standing behind him, fanning him like the uh, ancient <laughs> Egyptian folks used to. Absolutely. Or, and fluffing his pillows. For, or asking for a foot massage or something like that. So I don't know if you guys had any ideas of what are some of those misadventures or some of those tasks that Chris is going to dread doing for Dan. Tequila refiller. <laughs> Tequila refiller. That's a good one. That's a good one. What, uh, uh, what about our glue guy, Drake? Um, more nachos on more nachos on more nachos. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Chris, Chris will be eating the nachos as he's bringing them to Dan. Like that. This is the difference between Allison and Chris. Is that is that Chris that, is going to have half of them eaten? But that's the thing, though. So like a week later, after Dan gets the bill for the nachos, he's going to ask Chris. He's going to be. He's going to say, "Why? Why is this nacho bill times two? Why, why do I have right? Why is there two of everything? <laughs> I, ordered, I ordered one set of nachos, not two. I can't wait to see when Chris tries to take gluten out of food. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's a thought I had about this. Look, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not okay. Play the reckless speculation sounder. I forget what it sounds like right off the top of my head. But what if Dan and Valerie end up having a little Dan or a little Valerie come along? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> imagine Chris Cody as the babysitter, like changing diapers, pushing, pushing the little one in the stroller, like mixing up baby food, making sure, you know, squirting a little bit on the back of your hand, making sure the formula is the right temperature. He's had the He's already a dad. He does have the experience. He can, I mean, he might, he might be a great mentor for Dan in that department. You know, who knows? That's true. See, I was thinking, I was thinking back to some stuff that Allison did. Like that time that Dan was at the wedding and had the problem with the tuxedo. And I can just imagine yep. Chris Cody having to like call 65 places to figure out 
who can send me a size 52 extra long, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I just thought that was going to be funny. Absolutely. Hey, we got somebody, uh, I, I, very business attire looking uh, profile pic. I love it. Streeter, are you there? Hey, guys, I'm here. Hey, what's up, man? Can you hear me? Hey, so I don't know when you joined. I don't know if you heard the topic uh, or not about Chris Cody being Dan's assistant. And we're all trying to picture and list yeah. things that we imagine him, uh, him him having to do for Dan. Do you have you have any what, what do you speculate on that front? It's funny, man, because I, I just I love Christopher and I and I imagine him just be like I saw Pablo tweet earlier about how he's just gloriously like going to screw up all the time in this role <laughs> because and it's true man he is like so unqualified to do anything that allison was doing for dan so i wonder <laughs> how much you know if he grows into the role how he's going to uh, actually be serving him in that capacity but also i'm also wondering if he's going to be still doing audio stuff when they all get back in the studio is he still going to be cutting up audio things like is he still going to be one in charge of suis is he still going to be you know or is this just you know, his, his excuse to be able to bring his guy back on board to personally pay for his, uh, you know, his way in there, right? And I know from uh, from from me, me submitting a couple songs, and obviously you're a legend in this regard. But uh, <laughs> like one of my uh, one of my selfish thoughts was like, well, shit, who do we send songs to now? I don't know how to submit these things. Yeah, well, I, I thought the same thing too. And I actually sent I sent Mike Ryan a DM today. He hasn't responded to it. He hasn't even seen it because I was like, because the other thing that we heard in the big suey was that he was on a conference call with ESPN Plus people that he kind of blew it by telling them that he'd been he'd been playing commercial music on there for for years on the on the you know the rebroadcast stuff, and so. It makes me right. wonder if, like, if show songs are like effectively dead, and I, yeah, I am, I uh. DM'd him about that because I'm trying to figure that out, and we'll see how that is. But uh, that does concern me a bit. Man. That also ahead, brings John, up a, a, an interesting point that Dan alluded to on the show, and that the ESPN brass doesn't know about this, and even though it's his <laughs> name on the show, um, they get to say who who they want on the airwaves representing ESPN. And although we all think that, that Chris is great for the show and great content and great to, to bring uh, more ratings to ESPN, ultimately they, they can decide, Hey, listen, we don't want him on the radio. What happens then? Well, but I think I don't know that it's sort of shows that. That they don't know what you're doing because they like, if you listen to the show for 10 minutes, you know, like, like Will was saying earlier, it's a family. It's a tight-knit group. They all play with each other. You can't listen to the show and not realize that you can't take one of those guys out and think the show is just going to keep moving forward. So yeah, that's more, one point. And then the second point of them not knowing they play music tells me it just seems like the people who would be making these critical decisions at ESPN don't remotely pay attention to the show. Now, maybe it's because they don't like it or maybe it's because they've shown that they can sort of navigate themselves. I don't know which of those two extremes it is. It's probably somewhere in the middle, but that's another thing I thought of, which is based on everything that's happened, I don't think they really pay attention to the show or even like know what's going on on the show. So I do think that's an interesting so, point, John, where they decide to say no Chris Cody because, you know, of this or that. What I have to say about that, though, is that most of these layoffs, so the, la the previous round of ESPN layoffs were on air talent, were people that were in front of the camera. This one was producers, it was behind the camera, 
types. And Chris was one of those. And I think it was really a numbers crunch thing. I don't think anybody like super analyzed this and was like, okay, we, I don't like hearing Christopher on the, on the radio. Let's get rid of him. Oh no, uh, I, I agree. I, I agree. Cause he's, cause he's not viewed and he doesn't have a contract as an on-air talent. The only ones that do are Mike, Dan and Stu. So I don't think he's viewed. So they, like, like we were saying earlier, Dan can bring on whoever the heck he wants and have them make content technically it's just now he's going to have you know have it be on his own dime and he's paying even more <laughs> than what ESPN was paying to do it so Dan, sorry yeah, i, I hope he's his own llc at this point too as far as like dan is probably his own business entity uh and and since he is that he can he can hire whatever employees he wants to no but i'm talking about more about the response like the responsibility where it lies as it goes over ESPN airwaves, right? Now you have somebody on your airwaves and granted, I'm coming from the side of, I, I want Chris on there, but I'm saying just, if we dig down into the, into the weeds of responsibilities here, you have a, a person who ESPN is not responsible for saying things potentially that, that could get uh, ESPN in trouble oh, and they have no responsibility okay. for that. What was the deal with Allison, I think, right? Mike, I think Mike handles all that stuff though. Yes, but he's paid. <laughs> Well, That's actually I, I see I see I see John's conundrum that he's talking about. Like if if uh well no it's it's like it's in syndication, like they are employees of that radio station as well, right? No, and ESPN so. broadcasts them out. I don't think so. They're ES, they're ESPN employees. Right. Well right. all these employees now. I mean, I mean I'll tell you, I mean, I mean I manage a radio station, and so if I if I say something bad on the air, then there's repercussions. But if I bring somebody else on the air, if I have a scheduled guest or, or if I provide some content and somebody goes off the rails, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the one that's going to catch the brunt of that. So again, Dan is still in control of Dan and Mike and Stu are still going to be responsible for the content uh, that you just yeah, have to true. assume responsibility for the people that they've made a, a decision to put this person on the air. And so that that's where the liability or I guess the, the, the trouble may come in. But again, Chris isn't going to do anything. No, but it would go. It would go above that, right? Because it, it, the the response. Think of it this way: when, uh, like, let's say you worked in an office, right? I, I brought in this other guy to help me out working there. My company's not going to say, um, "Hey, well, you know, what are you doing with this?" Oh, don't worry about it. I hired him. Uh, it's good that, that there's there's responsibilities. There's uh, there there's um, liabilities there. That I don't know. I'm just saying, from from that aspect, I could see where ESPN might have a big problem with it. And I thought that's what Dan was alluding to in the show, actually. But John, how does that change if Brockmire comes on and drops an F-bomb? Like, isn't that still an, a non-ESPN personality making making content? Not exactly, because he's he's on um, whatever, promoting, and he's on as a as a guest, as a host. This is, it's a different dynamic. It, it's apples to oranges, I think, in that comparison. Well, if something does like that, like that does come down the pike, uh, they will make absolute comedic gold out of it, and uh, it'll be more raging against the machine. Of that, I have absolutely no doubt, no doubt now, at all. Now, here's the thing, Crispy, that I felt probably the most uncomfortable with today was what was I wish I could have seen Chris's face in the post game show when Greg <laughs> and Mike went chest to chest, breathing down each other's throats, pointing finger. I mean, it was, that was pretty heated. And, you know, at, at first I felt very bad for Greg because he was obviously emotional to the point of tears over it. But then Mike pointed out the fact that, Hey, you, you know, Mike's perspective, I, I see both perspectives. I see the pain of a son, but then at the same time, 
it did seem like he was kind of capitalizing on his son's pain. And um, again, yeah. I had a note here. I was going to make a joke about him slipping as a as a newsman because he should have broken that story regardless of Chris would have known, you know, wanted to or not. Uh, but then that <laughs> that segment happened, and I was like, I can't joke about that because it got that got pretty serious and heavy. And um, again, there's there's some pretty hurt feelings on both sides of that. No For man, sure. hey. Greg Cody went drama queen on that, bro. I'm not going with that because he always spilling the beans. They know he spilled the beans. He know he's spilling the beans. And nobody went on there and called him a bad father. They always say what he always do, which is always trying to get a scoop and making scoops out of stuff he's not supposed to do. You feel me? Like he did it with Dan's wedding. He yep. did it with the show. So no, bro, he don't deserve an apology. He wrong. And if you feel that way, stop doing it, bro. Don't do something and then get mad at somebody else for reacting to it, bro. He's wrong on that, man. He's a habitual line stepper. That's for sure. <laughs> habitual line stepper. Yeah, that's 100% correct, bro. I agree with that. Absolutely. Cody Cavalry, what would you think about that? Fear of the man. Man, that- <laughs> okay. You think they were playing it uh, up? Yeah, man. I mean, Mike is an A1 producer, man. Like, he knows what he's doing. And, I mean, he gets he gets all chalked up and and – what he wants to do as far as testing Greg, but you can't convince me that he hasn't predetermined like talking to Greg about as far as what, what is going on and what they're doing. Like they both know what they're doing. Greg knows what's, what's going on. And, and Mike knows what Greg's doing and get out of here, man. They, everyone knows what everyone's doing, period, man. Get out I'm of here. Get out of here, I have to respectfully here, disagree with you that. First of all, Stupak, you took us to church on that one. That was really no, good. But, but really I, do good. Have, I, I do have to say that Dan's, again, Dan's line at the end summed it up really well. And he said, no, you are not an asshole to your son, but you are an asshole to everybody else that's on your friends that are on the show and your, and your son's new boss. I just, I just felt that I didn't think Mike could conjure up that kind of emotion unless it wasn't really heartfelt. That's yo. I doubled over when they got Greg with the hard network out at the end of the second hour. I laughed. I knew it was coming. I could see it coming from literally a mile away, and it still got me. So, and they left Stu Gatz's laugh in there just a little bit at the very end. It was just, I mean, this show it is impeccably produced. Like I, I had that moment. I felt like I, nope. I sounded like that guy in uh in cleveland or wherever uh talking about mike but it, it was just I'll meet me at the it, buffalo wide Woods. Yeah, it got awkward yeah it got a uh, it got awkward there and i think I, I see what you're saying drake like both sides were like playing it up a little bit like but you could hear the the like hurt in greg cody's voice and also it was so funny when dan said are you about to cry and stugatz just said no that's just how awful he sounds his voice sounded like shit so so badly but it i i I thought greg was upset as well and i was like oh no he's just like he had a cigar the night before and he's probably four beers into into it already today See, Drake, I agree with you, actually, especially after Chris was talking about the fact that my dad could have dropped it whenever and he at least did wait for Chris to tweet it. I felt like if Greg was really just all about clicks yesterday at noon, I mean, Sunday at noon, the article would have come out like he at least waited for his son to say what he had to say. I mean, did he wait? But did he wait or like Chris Cody said? He say, uh, if I didn't put it out, he was going to put it out anyway. So it's like, ha ha, I beat you to it. 
Yeah, but you know I mean, like so it ain't like, oh, he waited on him to put it out here. He waited till after the show did his thing. No, I'm doing my thing regardless of what he say. His excuse was, I'm promoting the show. Pam, as a as uh, as a mother as well, what did you what did you think about that that interaction? Like, did that seem genuine? Did it seem like like uh, Greg was genuinely hurt, or Mike was playing it up? So I'm a little conflicted because I do think obviously the more they play it up, the more we're going to talk about it. Other people are going to talk about it, but it felt so real. Like he felt so, so hurt. Um, He sounded so hurt as a mom. I get super fighty when anybody says anything about my kids. Like if, you know, if one of the girls says, oh, this girl on the internet said, and I'm like, well, who is she? Where does she live? Like, do I need to talk to her? I I can talk to her, her mom, her dad, whoever I need to talk to. So the emotion that takes over as a parent when someone hurts one of your kids, like that was real. Yeah. Yeah. John, what about you, man? Well, I just wanted to say, Stupak, you're my brother. Because the I'm with you. This was um, raw, and it was raw because mainly he misconstrued what they were saying. Mike was saying that he shouldn't have done, and he misconstrued that and said and took it to mean like they were saying he was a bad father. And and like you said, uh, Stupak, nobody said that, but he took that and that wounded him, and that's where the emotion was coming from because he thought that they meant that, but in reality, what they meant was he was being uh, an a hole. Um, because uh, Mike had told him not to do it. I believe Dan told him not to do it. And if I remember the timeline right, he released that that article after Chris sent his his um, tweet. But I don't think it was much much more after that. It was almost like it was in the you know um, in the chamber ready to go. And even was, though he had been told by many, don't do this. Let's keep this inside. So <laughs> I think I I don't. I don't think it was played up that much. I think a lot of parties were hurt there, mainly Mike, who's probably been through it multiple times with him. Right. And um, Greg, who had it, who, who got it twisted. They weren't saying he was being a bad father. They were saying he was being more of a bad friend to the show. No doubt, bro. <laughs> I, I think as usual, Greg heard what he wanted to hear in order to be maximum dramatic. Uh, <laughs> I think, but, but, but that's, that's Greg's also Greg's reality. I don't think it's a thing that Greg is pretending to do. I think that's just how Greg's ears and kind of brain work. Um, Streeter, what did you think about that, uh, that ending? I don't think it's any secret that Greg Cody's frustration with Dan and how the show treats him is like, is real. I think that that's real stuff. He still comes on because he likes the exposure and Dan's his friend. But I think that, you know, if you guys listen to Uncle Dick stuff, I think that he let that on his show because it's kind of how he feels about it too. Like he, he wants to be able to do whatever he wants to do without impunity because he's just, he's kind of entitled and he's kind of a baby and I love him, <laughs> but he, but he's kind of an entitled baby. And I do think that like, it, it's more than one thing can be true, right? He can care deeply about Christopher and about what happened to him this past week, but he could also have totally bungled the situation and, and, and not have, you know, gracefully handled it. He still could have put his article out. He still, but he just, he repeated, it's his track record. They jumped all over him and said those things about him today because he's freaking earned his reputation. They were reputation foul calls is what it was. All right. So like, it's just what it is. And I, and I, I don't think that any of it was invented. I feel like that Mike Ryan 
is constantly frustrated by that kind of behavior. And so is, and so is Greg because he's just old and stubborn and he doesn't like being painted as something he's not, which yeah, he's a caring father, but he's also kind of like a conceited boob who wants clicks. <laughs> like that's, he's never been shy about that. So like I said, more than one thing can be true in that regard. There's a little Stugatz in everyone, huh? He was definitely getting the uh, the Rashid Wallace technical foul calls uh, at the uh, the end of that show, right? And then they got him on a fake ne- and they got him on a fake network out in the in the post game. It wasn't even a real one. They were just just for good measure. F you, Greg. I think as far as that little planning up goes, I think like Stu Docks and like the Greg Cody's, these other people are kind of serious. And like Dan and Mike kind of got the inside joke going on where they just lean into it and like kind of bait them and bait them and bait them until they get them. So it's kind of like an inside joke thing with them. Right. Even though Dan is serious and like they both say facts, like Mike was saying facts. Damn, I got the Greg Cody going. Uh, Mike was saying facts, <laughs> but <laughs> but he was so- playing it up too. So uh, I was just going to say, switching gears a little bit, my favorite moment uh, from today's show, obviously, besides the uh, big announcement from the Big Suey, which everybody was elated from that. uh, During the Jim Gray interview, I suddenly heard a voice and and realized it was Chris Cody talking. (laughs) Apparently, he did not mute himself in the Zoom. And Dan, without missing a beat, chimes in with, uh chris espn was right and i regret everything and i i died i laughed <laughs> so hard at that and then just moved right on to the next jim gray question and i love that so much so much mayor matt what about you man yeah well I, I, again we've touched on other things that we haven't talked about was the brilliant opening with opening with the question with the colors because everybody was expecting him just to drop the bomb at the beginning and so they opened with the with the, the color ranking, I thought that was outstanding in a way to kind of loosen everybody up. The other thing was when That's Billy jumped in, when Billy jumped in with all kinds of confidence over the useless sound montage, I was oh, like, yeah. who is this guy? And <laughs> man, but he was right. That was the, the useless sound montage this week was fantastic. And actually he undersold it a little bit as Dan mentioned. Yeah, but the one about the nuts, when he said uh, something about full, I need the deluxe nuts or something, I was crying like, oh my God, man, what is he doing? Oh, that was uh, Romeo Cremel? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the deluxe nuts. Oh man, that's that's gonna that's going to be, I can foresee the next few years, they will use that deluxe nuts as a sound drop for everything. Well, and the, nugget of gold, the nugget of gold when somebody said uh, it's not magic and then the next line was he's a magician. <laughs> I thought that was, I mean, that just had to fall from the sky for so you good. after pouring so through good. all that audio. So good. And, and uh, up in Brooklyn, what was your uh, what was your favorite moment from today's show? I'm sorry. I just want to jump back for a second to our previous topic. Because if I take John and Stupak at their word that everything was said, then Greg is an asshole dad. Because Greg could have released his thing one day later, gotten okay, just as many clicks. Okay. No one else is going to scoop him. So I don't think. All right. I, All right. So Come I'm on, Ant. Come on. We're moving along. We ah. got to keep it moving. We keep can't. Him, I, keep I, it moving. I, keep it moving. I know, right. I know what you mean. What was your favorite? We're trying to be positive. Okay. Today was a good day. Today was the, a great uh, day. The Levitar, it was Levitar great Levitar content. Universe. Doesn't mean Greg's a great guy, but I don't okay. <laughs> All right, so apparently your favorite moment from today's show was Greg being an asshole. All right, John in Miami, what was your favorite moment today? 
Well, before I get to that, what makes nuts deluxe? Is it the cashews? Ooh, huh? Great question. Macadamia, macadamia nuts have got macadamia is in a deluxe nuts. The Brazil nuts, because they they throw the Brazil nuts in, but those are terrible. Oh no, they're great. What I was thinking is when he meant the deluxe nuts, he he meant like when you get mixed mixed nuts, right? And usually when you get mixed nuts, at least the the uh, middle of the road mixed nuts, they maybe throw three, four, maybe six cashews in there. Never any macadamia nuts. Uh, we could go down that route and 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 rank our our nuts, so to speak. Um, but uh, but anyway, that was, I was just wondering small about. Salages? Jeff would like We're to have to participate right in that. Now. Right. So, but I, I when you when I heard deluxe nuts, I was like, sometimes I dig into a can of mixed nuts, and I'm like, hey, there are no cashews in here. So I thought maybe that's what he was talking about. But I, I'll digress as well. So my favorite part of the show was was. Early on, when when Chris verbalized how emotional he got when he saw the support that he got, not just ESPNers, but people he doesn't even know, uh, you know, and and people telling him how much they they want him back and what they think about him and how how necessary he is to the show, and that um, was great to hear because uh, you know sometimes they they goof on him so much. I don't know if he if he was ever able to to feel that or understand that and if there's any silver lining to this weekend for him is that he's he is that well um regarded and and that people like him and want him around and find him funny and is an integral part of the show so i that was my favorite part it reminded me of that scene uh you guys ever read uh uh tom, tom sawyer uh where he stages his own uh death and then witnesses the funeral in the wake and gets to see everybody crying and saying nice things about him and stuff that's what i was uh, uh thinking about when, when when i was uh listening to chris talk about all that love and support so it's a beautiful thing our pamela what was your uh favorite favorite moment from the show today so my favorite was if you listened um if you listen to the show live all of the bump back music was rage against the machine which was obviously a finger at espn oh no shit every bump back song was a rage song so obviously that was the middle finger at espn and then my letter b favorite was um, listening to my 18-year-old daughter tell me all day that she's been warning us, or not warning, but advising us for six months that November 11th was the day. So she's been giving advice um, about the situation in the world and how great everything would start being again starting today. She wants it out there that she called this. She was right. It's November 11th. Okay, all right. Thank Claire as well. So there you go. Thank okay. you, Claire. Thank you, Claire. Thank, Thank you, Claire. Claire. Thank, Thank you, Claire. Claire. Let's get it on the pod. Princess Stu- what was your favorite moment from the uh, the show today? My dog's still with the show, bro. That got to be my favorite moment. You feel me? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go keep it at that. I feel that. I feel that. Short and sweet. And, uh, and uh, the thing I think we're all celebrating today... All right, Leber Reddit, what was your favorite uh, moment from today's show? Um, it had to be in the big suey when they finally made the announcement and they all went nuts. That was my favorite. It warmed my right. heart. It really did. It was nice. 
Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, another favorite part of mine from around that moment was how much they uh, they thanked you personally, uh, uh, Leboretit and all of your followers uh, for leading this campaign and shouting you out and giving you just so much love uh, for all your work this weekend. Just couldn't let it go, hey. Just couldn't let it go. You know, they, they were close. I know they wanted to say it. They wanted to say my name, but they never, never got around to it. Look, I, it's because the show is so short now. They couldn't. They couldn't sure. get to it. Absolutely. I completely, you, you'll get, I think I, I'm fairly certain that there'll be like a gift basket or something showing up on your, uh, your front porch uh, soon. So I'm just glad you're uh, humble enough that it. it's not that big a deal to you. Fine. Yes, it's exactly. Fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Mark, this this is what Mark did in his spare time on the weekend. He saved single-handedly saved uh, a beloved figure at ESPN's job uh, and career. Streeter, what about you, my man? Yeah, so, I mean, we talked about it a little bit already. I love that just coming into the, the first uh, terrestrial hour that they just jumped right into the Dan's favorite colors bit, which is now over, like, two and a half years old. <laughs> but then also... I cannot, uh, I cannot of- believe it's been that long. Yeah, he's that. I mean, Billy said it's been since like March of 2018, which is preposterous. But then they come back in the next segment, and all Dan does is just list off NFL scores. That's all that segment was was him listing NFL scores. So the whole first hour was that, and then that. And uh, to me, that's this is why I love the show. And one of the many reasons, but yeah, I'm mean, so aside from the, the the Chris Cody news and the big Suey, uh, those those things are my very favorite <laughs> things about the show today. I'm I'm right there with you, right there with you. And then Dan said, and when we come back, I'll list the college scores. And I was like, oh my god, is he really gonna? He didn't actually go through with that, I don't think. But uh, I was completely prepared for it. Um, all right, we're going to end it. Guys, thanks for jumping on this. I know it's a kind of a different format. It's an expanded uh, midweek mentions universe, but we really appreciate everybody to, uh, hopping on this Zoom and, uh, and giving all your thoughts about this past weekend, man. It was stressful for this community. I was like having to explain to your spouse who doesn't quite understand the love for the show. Um, that, that you're heartbroken over some producer in Miami who you don't really know uh, losing his job. Like lots of people have this year and it's always a tragedy when it happens. But the, the fact that um, the fact that this, this got turned around, thanks to thanks. I mean, quite frankly, thanks to Dan, he, as usual uh, decided to, uh, to say, screw it. I'll handle things my own self. And he sure as hell did. And I think the, the fan base could not be more thrilled about it. So uh, on the count of three, uh, let's get a thank you, Dan. And then we'll uh, we'll wrap this up and we'll have everybody's Twitter handle when we tweet this out. Uh, so you can find where to find everybody, all the, uh, the Lauer Rangers that were involved tonight. Thanks again, everybody. On the count of three, thank you, Dan. One, two, three. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan.